The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max NXT Review. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of NXT Review, brought to you by Wrestling at the Max. And of course, we are also brought to you by the W2Mnet.com, the place where you go find all your great wrestling needs and a lot more. And hey, do us a favor, go subscribe, rate, and review. Once you do all that, you will get all our great content in one place. Not only that, we will get a little exposure and a f- nice comment, hopefully, from you. Uh, please also don't forget to our friends over at FormulaOneMania.com and LastRollInProWrestling.com. Both are great supporters of ours, and we want to support them. So please go do that if you haven't already done that. And I am Gary Vaughn, and your co and I'm your co-host, but your host for tonight, Mr. Mr. Paul Leeser. Hey, uh, so sorry about the stumble. I don't know. Sometimes I try to get that around right, and it's just such a mouthful of stuff, Paul. I don't know <laughs> why. I've okay. done this a hundred times. I was times. rubbing my eyes during or when I count you in to start the show, and I almost missed it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun if we do this week in and week out. You would think I'd have that down pat, like no problems. Like I say in my sleep, I probably could. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every time you go live, it's just like, oh god, don't forget this, don't forget that. And, you know, I want to make sure everybody gets to hear where we're located. Not only that, you know, some of the things they can do, and it's just that some. I don't know why. Just sometimes a mouthful. So, but hey, what's awesome is I can't wait because I have a mouthful of great things I want to talk about this show. This NXT, <laughs> oh, segway, so, yeah, so many good things, Paul. So there's your segue. I want you to take the reins, sir. Uh, let's do it, buddy. The, this week's NXT opens with the Undisputed Era getting a pre-tape promo talking about how NXT in 2018 is theirs for the taking. They're going to dominate the entire roster. Gary, uh, usually when heel stables do that, that's not what happens. <laughs> yeah, that is not usually what happens. And uh, I will say this, though. Beginning the show like this, mm-hmm. it, it feels really good because it is the Undisputed Era. They're supposed to be a big deal. Right. And I, I love the fact that they get this opportunity All three of these guys, if you're a big wrestling fan and you pay attention to the independent circuit, you just love all three of these guys walking in. But I think if you're just a casual fan and you're just now learning who the heck Adam Cole is and what the heck is up with these two guys, Riley and who? Oh, that's right, Bobby Fish. I think you're starting to get the idea that they do matter and that there's a reason why they are here on NXT. So this is just a promo, just the beginning of the show, but I I think it staples – and really cements the fact that they are supposed to matter, and they they talk like they do. So I, I am completely happy with this, and I, I think they do a good job of getting us to understand what they're about. Right, right, and you know, I mean, they're they're clearly positioned to matter. They won war games last year. They won the tag titles last year. Did Fish and O'Reilly and Cole has uh, been doing nothing but hanging out at the top of the card. I only think he's main evented on on NXT TV. So, um, very clearly positioning them in a place to succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody else being placed in a position to succeed, Gary, is Shayna Baszler, 
who takes on crowd favorite Dakota Kai here and just absolutely annihilates her in about a minute and a half. And um, boy, this this made me sad because I love me some Dakota Kai, but Shayna Baszler clearly getting positioned uh, to be the top heel here in NXT as far as the women's division goes. Hey, you're not wrong on that. She has definitely been positioned as that top heel because nothing but looks like, I mean, complete like a bully uh, mm-hmm. all the way around. I mean, that was the perfect definition of what she was about here and in this whole scenario. So all I can really say is this is like the female Brock Lesnar already. At least that's what they want you to think, right? I kind of feel like that was the initial thought that you wanted you to have coming into this because – this is so Brock Lesnar, it's not funny. You know, coming in, hurting somebody, walking away, smiling. But you know what? I will say this. She was actually nice to your friend Dakota Kai. Because Dakota Kai is in pain. You know, it looks like her arm is completely broken. That elbow or something is broken. Mm-hmm. And she goes back in the ring and puts her to sleep. So she don't have to feel the pain anymore. She, <laughs> she, I mean, that was the nicest thing I think she could have done. I would have asked her the same thing, I believe. Early running for Humanitarian of the Year is Shayna Baszler. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, for Dakota Kai, I feel really terrible because this is one of those deals, and I'll talk about someone else I really feel disappointed for. Um, but I, I think there's a lot more to come for Dakota Kai. This is just to kind of to help Shayna Baszler, and I think they did a good job. We really see in this, at least in this match, that she's no one to play with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you better be scared. Uh, I don't know. I'm not saying she's the next Oscar, but you better be scared. Right. Uh, and of course, uh, Dakota Kai gets some medical attention, uh, during the post match here. And as Gary mentioned, uh, Shayna runs in to choke her out until Ember Moon comes in to make the save. We'll also see later on Shayna, uh, getting interviewed backstage, but William Regal shows up and is not pleased with how Shayna is conducting business. He sees through her games and promises that she will not get title shots this way. And Shayna just sort of blows him off and leaves the scene. So good stuff. And this is already sort of heating up to, to be positioned to be a big angle for this show, which I, I, you know, you can't deny that they have clearly had big hopes with Shayna Baszler during the Mayhem classic, just transitioning more over here. Yeah. I mean, do, do you see where I'm coming from on this whole Brock Lesnar's parallel thing here? Do you see where I'm coming from? Because this is exactly what Brock does, right? Uh, I mean, whoever. the shortest segment of her jumping around in the ring while Paul Heyman talks. I mean, okay, so you agree with me. <laughs> I, 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 you haven't really agreed or disagreed, so I'm making sure we're on the same page. Because I, I, I really feel like that's exactly what they set up here. And, and I don't want people to believe this is the first time she's here. This is a debut. I don't think they're going to completely do this all the time, but at least on this episode, clearly it looks like that. But I mean, I just that was the first thing that popped in my mind. So I'll shut up about it. I, I just wanted to know if you agreed or disagreed. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, we cut backstage to the Authors of Pain getting promo with Mr. Paul Ellering. They are ready to get their tag titles back, uh, and I believe they have the match this evening. But of course, that is subject to change as we will learn throughout the evening. Because first, we have to talk about Cassius Ono beating Raul Mendoza here in about four and a half minutes. And while this was never really positioned to be, I think, much anything. They let Raul, I think, get some stuff in, who, of course, we know is from the Cruiserweight Classic and has been signed to a developmental deal and all this other stuff. But this is just sort of a nice rebound win for Cassius Ono. 
I think you're right on that. It mm-hmm. really is a nice win. He needs this win. Right. It's very important for us to feel like Cassius Ono does matter in NXT mm-hmm. because we've seen him come in, look very strong, but lose matches. And he's been the continual threat, but never the victor. If I could say it that way. And I look at Cassius Ono as a super big talent, and I think that Raul Mendoza, same for him as well. This guy, I mean, I think in the past when we've discussed him, I've just I've been really over the moon on some of the ability that this guy shows every time he gets in the ring. So I think that he's got something. I'm really looking forward to what he got going in the future. But I, I'm thinking to myself as I watch this match, especially at the beginning of it, Raul Mendoza looks like a kid. In the ring with Cassius Ono, <laughs> doesn't he? I mean, my God! I mean, it's 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 almost scary how small he is. But I uh, felt like you know some of the offense he got in looked really cool, and you know I'm just happy for Cassius Ono overall. But you would have thought that he was in the ring with uh, maybe Rey Mysterio's kid or something like that, like because he the, just the height differential, boy. Well, Raul Mendoza is 27, so he's younger than both you or I, and Chris Hero slash Cassiusono, of course, is, is uh, much older than we are. So, <laughs> no thank surprise God. he looks younger. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say, thank God that Cassiusono is much older, or at least a little bit older than I am, because I'm getting listening to these podcasts of these wrestlers coming on, and mm-hmm. a lot of them are younger than I am. It disappoints me. And, and then some of the guys are getting close to up in age or my age or just a little older like cole cabana is 37 years old yeah. and i'm like oh my god that's not far away from me oh I think god Cassius about the same age yeah so me mm-hmm. and, i mean literally me and cassius could be hanging out right yeah. so. that's oh, that is exactly what i'm saying at this point <laughs> yeah it's so sad i'm just so sad at that point in my life but anyway uh i just want to say i really enjoy this match despite the fact that Raul mendoza was not the victor, and not only that, he 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 didn't exactly get a lot of time. They, mm-hmm. This was not a real long match, but Cassius Ono definitely deserves it and needed it. Yeah, I think a lot of those CWC guys that they've signed, um, they clearly do have something more to offer than than just losing in the first round of stuff, you know. So, uh, especially when it comes to to guys like Raul Mendoza or Fabian Eichner or uh, oh, I'm forgetting the one who's in the Anawai family, the Samoan dude. Oh, I, I know who you're talking about, and yeah. I, I can't think either. Uh, but yes, I, I definitely know who. Man, why, why can't we think of his name? I, I can picture him. I, I can but. see his face clear as day right now, Gary. Um, so yeah, that, that's we'll, a Google uh, thing. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to move on with the show. <laughs> uh, Zelina Vega is with the media, putting over Andrade Cien Almas. Uh, basically talking about how Gargano has gotten lucky every time he's gotten a win so far. Um, but mentions that she, uh, she and almost have defeated him twice. So, you know, while he might've gotten the bigger win, he's been overmatched twice now. Uh, she calls Gargano a lie while almost is the truth. And there is no running from the champion. Zelina here continuing to do great work in my opinion. I completely agree with you on that. And here's the thing. Year in and year out, we do our awards at the beginning of the year uh, to kind of let you know the previous year's selections, award winners, things like that, and our Wrestling of the Max awards on the regular episodes of Wrestling of the Max. And I really wish that we could do this, and we might in the future, I don't know, but Manager of the Year would not be a bad idea. Mm -hmm. And the reason we don't 
usually, honestly, do manager of the year is for the fact that there's not many wrestler managers right. anymore. They're just they're they're not, and you would be selecting out of three, <laughs> and it's not really all that much fun. So we don't do it. But if we did, I think you have your candidate and possibly your winner right here. You know, Paul Heyman, he's almost a given, but I think honestly, with the same monotonous things he does, you got some fresh meat here, and I think Zelina Vega does such a great job. I. It's just watch watch the eyes, watch the facials, the, just the whole energy in the room. Mm-hmm. It all changes. It really, really does. I felt like I was watching an interview on ESPN. I, I, to be honest with you, Paul, it, it was so good. It was so precise, confident, clear. I, I just – it really – I mean, to be funny, it honestly made me care more about this matchup. And, and I know that sounds ridiculous, but it really did. It made me kind of more pumped up to see what Gargano and Cien Almas are going to do just by this promo and that's what's sold right there mm-hmm. you know i think um the great thing about the two managers you just mentioned is that they add so much character to somebody else right i mean brock doesn't talk he only talks to paul Heyman. andrade sort of does the same thing but i think zelina adds a lot more to the entire andrade cn almost character and the fact that she is right now sort of the driving focus behind all of his success right now um you know, you can't really say that for, for Paul Heyman or Brock Lesnar. Brock is, is treated completely differently. And, and obviously they should, right? It's two different platforms. But, um, I, I mean, I think that's what makes Zelina the better character, though. She she clearly has a lot more going as far as the character she's involved with. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. And, uh, you know, it's for the fact that we have, you know, like I said, someone who has all that confidence coming in. It right. really, really helps. And... I think that you know if they need to do this with other people and find a way that that that's someone I would definitely point to and go learn under that tree. Mm-hmm. I know she's still young, but I'm just saying I think that this is an art form and I think she definitely so far mastered it. So I really appreciate it. I think that they did a good job here. I agree. I agree. Uh, we get the flip side of that here too with Johnny Gargano next, who talks about how excited he is to be the number one contender. But that's when Velveteen Dream shows up, Gary. And Gargano thanks him because obviously Dream got hurt. He was the replacement. And now he's the suddenly the number one contender. Uh, a Velveteen Dream sees things differently. He thinks that Gargano got lucky beating Ono. Uh, he thinks he could have beaten him in 30 seconds. And, uh, you know, basically says, you're going to do what you always do, Johnny. And that's fail when it matters the most. And you didn't truly earn your spot. So, um... Boy, I, I mean, I'm sure there's a great match coming down the line between these two, but I, I thought this was really solid stuff, too. Easy, easy storytelling. It really is, and I, I like the fact that we have things that make sense being said by Dream. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all of it really is clear-cut. You know, Gargano really does have those issues, and not only that, you know, Dream is that guy that has shown that, hey, you know, he, he can come in and do some damage. I, I look at this, and the whole time Gargano was talking before Dream even showed up, I kept thinking, Tomasa Champa, Tomasa Champa, because I just, I, when he's getting, <laughs> I know what's going to happen. It's going to happen. Tomasa Champa is going to screw him. But right now, Dream completely took that away from me. And, I think he did a good job here. I love the idea that we're going to have a match between Gargano and and Dream, and I think it'd be something that would actually be pretty good. Mm-hmm. I really think it. And not only that, Paul, here's the thing that scares me the most. I may be turning around my idea on the Velveteen Dream. 
I may actually be coming into your realm of this guy's not so bad. Uh, so, I mean, you see him wrestle Alistair Black live there at Takeover War Games, and you might change your tune too. <laughs> I mean, I watched it, and that was clear, and, and I'm not doubting that. But that, you know, I was such on the negative part of the scale, mm-hmm. whereas you were probably what. I would say on the other side of the scale, probably seventy percent happy with what he's doing. I, I was on the waiting for him to do something where you were sailing the boat. Yeah, well, I, mm-hmm. I'm already like in negative eighty five percent, and right. I was ready to go <laughs> further. And I have come from that match over at Takeover with Alistair Black to okay, I'm about even. Let's see what happens from here. And now I'm at uh, probably about forty percent now. I, I think this guy's got my interest. I think he's got something in store for us that matters. And I think the gimmick, at first I hated the gimmick because I kind of felt like it was just silly and maybe a ripoff of other guys in the wrestling world. I, I'm okay with him. He's not really a ripoff. He's actually got his own thing. It may be similar, but he's got his own thing going on. Very happy with what he did here in this promo. And I, I, I'm really glad that I can say more positive things about this guy. I think from the second he came through the curtain, you could tell he's going to be sort of, I mean, he's exactly where he belonged, right? Developmental. He needed time to find the gimmick. He needed time to find himself. Uh, And certainly the feud with Alistair helped him get there. I don't know if we've seen everything Dream has to offer yet, but there, there is a lot there, I think, for you to see as of this current moment, which, which is great. So uh, I'm real excited to see what he can do. Obviously working with really quality wrestlers is going to do nothing but help this guy out too. So, yeah, and and once again, another person that's confident, and I think that really adds a lot to this game because he comes into this, and I think that's what matters is why as you watch him talk and he's just going on and on with Gargano, mm-hmm. he he you feel like he believes everything he's saying. Yeah, so that I think that's what kind of drew me in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we move on to uh, a video of the Street Profits here backstage doing their usual fun thing. Uh, they meet with William Regal, and uh, they want a tag team title shot. Regal says he's been watching him. You know what? You can face the Authors of Pain next week in the number one contenders match. Um, so that's already sort of been changed around a little bit here. <laughs> uh, and then we move on to Lars Sullivan taking on Leo Rush, who uh, the man of the hour finds himself getting squashed here in two minutes like everybody else on the roster. I want to start with the Street Profits. Wow, mm-hmm. they they are loud, <laughs> <laughs> and you could even tell, especially the acoustics in William Regal's office. I mean, I'm sure William Regal was like, "Hey, calm down, uh, I can hear you." Uh, so I, I think it's kind of funny that you know they do their thing and they are very loud, but I, they are who they are, and I I like the idea that these guys are coming in and they're having to talk to William Regal themselves and we're getting a chance to see it, right? It's not William Regal comes out and says, hey, I'm going to like it for your success. You guys have done a great job. Okay, here, you're going to get this chance. No, they go into his office. They do everything they want, and you get a, a bird's eye view of everything. So I, I kind of like that insight, and it kind of does it without spelling it for you, spelling it all out for you, right? Um. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. So not a bad thing. It also takes us away from all the outside stuff with the fans and all that. This is kind of cool. I like the uh, them kind of joking on that guy in the suit. That was kind of funny, too. Um, I forget exactly what they said to him. But um, I, I think overall, good stuff with that. Yeah. And moving on to Sullivan, I, I love Lars Sullivan. One of my guys here on the NXT roster are really happy for him. So far, so good. 
My boy Leo Rush. Oh man, I I, I I know they do have plans for him. I, I know that for a fact, especially if you go to WB.com, uh, make sure you go check out the video. It's on YouTube as well. He kind of talks about post this match and some of his feelings. And I think that shows right there those feelings that he has right now. He's going to be exploring him and he's going to showcase him down the line. So we'll be talking about when those actually happen. But it, they just fed him to the beast that way that they could kind of have someone to do that, and then move on. Uh, and also, I think it fuels the fire for Leo Rush down the line. So, as disappointed as I am seeing Leo Rush get killed, I, I think he will be reborn, and I think we're going to get a chance to see him do some other things. You know, he, he made a post on Twitter, too, talking about um, different natures and, and grass being greener and stuff like that, which got some play on WWE.com, too. They wrote a whole article about it. Um, so, I mean, clearly... This is a work, and he's not actually leaving the company like I've seen some people think. But uh, this is an opportunity for him to maybe branch out into that character they had in CZW where he'd sort of paint himself up, and there was a sort of darker dimension to to Leo Rush. Um, Maybe not in the same vein as as what Finn has with the demon, but, you know, there's there's a different side to Leo that a lot of us haven't seen yet. So uh, I hope they bring that to fruition as well. As for Lars, uh, he gets a post-match interview here where he dealt with a force that he has never dealt with before and he wants to destroy it and that force is Killian Dane um, and then he ends up hitting uh, Rush with the freak accident off the second rope afterwards to sort of send the point home uh, but big guys doing big things Gary looks to be in our future boy uh, yeah. Godzilla <laughs> versus King Kong this is going to be fun that's uh, all I can say mm. super athletic guys but big giant men this is going to be uh this is going to be a pretty rough match at times but i think it's going to be super entertaining so i can't wait to be honest with you i like both of them that's the problem is nxt gives me these problems of i like i like you guys <laughs> there's too many great guys in this roster for me to sit here and say i really don't care for one i want one to win over the other i love gillian day and he's he's got super amazing talent too he's a lot more athletic than really i think WWE allows him to be <laughs> and we've seen that on the indie circuit mm-hmm. and that's that's fine uh but I, I think that you know we're gonna get a great match here really looking forward to that matchup um you know, probably you know one of those ones that I think a lot of us would be surprised when we actually get a chance to see it how competitive these guys can be. And one last thing on Leo Rush before we move on, Paul. I think for myself, looking back at this now, I love Leo Rush in NXT. I, I want to see what else he can do here. But I'm a little sad now. Now that we see Ring of Honor have Flip Gordon, I would have loved to see those two guys, Leo Rush versus Flip Gordon. That would have been awesome. So, not going to happen right now, but. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, uh, looking back now, I'm like, Leo may have should have stayed at Ring of Honor just for a couple more months. Just <laughs> 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 so we can see that matchup and then move on, Leo. So that's a dream match I'm looking forward to in the future. Could very well happen. Uh, we've seen Leo toe the line with release already. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as for this show, we cut backstage. The Undisputed Era attack and layout sanity ahead of the tag team title match. Uh, they go out to the ring. Uh, Cole says, hey, man, you know, there's something missing, and they're sort of wondering where their opponents for the evening are, which is supposed to be Sandy. Uh, and they sort of joke about them forgetting they have a match, but here comes Nikki Cross, who is all nuts and ready to basically kill all three of them, which, you know, she probably could, uh, and she's being held back by the referees. 
Here comes William Regal. He he's pretty pissed off about his main event getting ruined. He says there's going to be a tag team title match tonight, and that's when Roderick Strong and Aleister Black show up to challenge for the tag team titles. And we get ourselves a pretty a pretty well executed nine minute match here that sees the champs retain uh, after some Cole interference on Aleister Black uh, allows to uh, the undisputed era to take advantage of the numbers game on Roddy and put him away with total elimination. You know, once again, I started the show out by saying that the Undisputed Era matter, and they wanted you to know that. Well, they did it again. Yep. And uh, it's, it's simply put, Roderick Strong is one of the you know guys that they have a lot of faith in, it appears, because they keep him around, and he's around the main event a lot. Uh, Aleister Black is obviously one of the fan favorites and a guy that is NXT's it guy, if you ask mm-hmm. me personally. Yep. Uh, just so uh, I think what you got here is proof in the pudding that the Undisputed Era is going to do what they want. They're going to win how they want until they have somebody come up against them that can stop them. And right now, it's not there. And that's okay. That's that's just fine. Uh, this is a story that's going to continue to build and build. And I think this monster isn't going to end. I think this monster for Undisputed Era will grow. We've talked about it in the past. It's going to grow. And it's going to get even tougher. But I think that's what's going to make this whole thing so much more fun. So I I love the setup here. Uh, you couldn't ask for two better guys than Roderick Strong and Aleister Black to take on Bobby Fish and uh, Kyle O'Reilly. So really glad about this. Really happy to see a matchup like this. And sure, the, you know, the fan favorites may not win, but the Undisputed Era still matter. And that's what's important here. I think it, you, you've got to keep them strong. And they exactly. did just that. Uh, and just one uh, thing I have to say this they should have let Nikki Cross go I would have loved it I would have loved it man. you don't know how happy I would have been to see her just completely take out Red Dragon Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly just to, just to see him taking him out and then Kyle uh, you know or somebody in, in the mix has this just hold her back and I, it would have been so fun to see that but they won't do that but I, I just I'm a huge Nikki Cross fan so for another day for another day. I would have loved to have seen her break away and then suddenly the Undisputed Era running for the hills and leaping over the guardrails to get away from her. Uh, <sighs> I think that would have been great, too. But once again, when you're trying to make a group look strong, you can't really do that either. So, <laughs> Yeah, but no, I mean, you're exactly right. But I think that just having, once again, the continuity, having her come out, right? I mean, right. let's be honest. The main roster, WWE, they, would, they probably would have just and we don't need that. No, here they you've got another member of Sanity and that person's going to care and obviously she did care. So really happy with that too. They did a good job here in the main event. It was all entertaining. Yeah, and uh, we get some more movement towards Takeover Philadelphia here in the post match too because um Black and Cole end up coming back to the ring where the Undisputed Era used the number game on him. They grab a chair, they hit a Death Valley driver on him as well as total elimination. And uh, this brings out a steaming William Regal who says, you know what, Adam Cole, Aleister Black, take over, extreme rules. Somebody's going to die, Gary. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not saying that it's going to be for sure, but Adam Cole, y- y- you better have some brother. other. 
Yeah. <laughs> you better have something else up that sleeve. Uh, some other way of getting out of this mess because it's going to be bad news if you don't. So, yeah. I, I, I'm just being very honest. I think they knocked this one out of the park, Paul. A, a great start to 2018 for NXT. I was thoroughly impressed with the entire show. I really, really was. The, the, so. the really interesting part about this, too, is how they had to tape this because they only had so much time uh, between the end of last year and where the Royal Rumble is to tape. So these next three episodes remaining all the way up until that show uh, should be insanely interesting because they have to start picking up the card now, you know, so mm-hmm. lots to look forward to. Oh, uh, you're definitely right about that. So great stuff. I'm excited about next week's NXT. I'm sure we're going to get so much more great content. And Paul just said it. Uh, so, uh, you know, hey, if you want to find all our, all our other great content, make sure you hit us up on W2Mnet.com. That's all. Definitely a great site that you need to go check out if you haven't already. Wrestling at the Max is a place where you can go find us as well when you're looking for podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, or the W2M Network, whatever one you choose. Just go subscribe, rate, and review. Do us a favor and do all that. Not only that, it helps you. Make sure you give some big love to 411mania.com, the last word on prowrestling.com. Also, other great places you can find our content and a Trust me, a lot of other great wrestling stuff that you're not going to want to miss out on. So make sure you do that as well. Um, we're really looking forward to our episode of Wrestling to the Max we'll be doing later this evening. We'll be doing part two where we'll be talking some impact wrestling and some big news coming out of the world of wrestling as well. So trust me, it's going to be a lot of fun. That is episode 281. So anyway, uh, I think that pretty much rounds us out. So from myself, Gary Vaughn, and Mr. Paul Leeser, we are out of here, guys. Have a good one, guys. The previous podcast is a W2Mnet.com original podcast. For more great content like this, go to W2Mnet.com for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports.